The epistle is from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, The apostles were in transition. They observed all that Jesus had done and taught. Now, how were they to connect Jesus' teachings with life? The evidence of this challenge comes in the Emmaus story, for example, as the disciples had heard of Jesus' resurrection and yet remained sad. It was one thing to have Jesus present with his teachings, How to carry on those teachings in real time after his departure was the difficulty. The struggle continued in John's Gospel. In chapter 21, we are told that Peter and some of the apostles decided to go back to fishing. Like before, Peter caught nothing. This occurrence could be seen in view of Jesus' injunction to go to all nations, baptizing and teaching all that Jesus did and taught. 
There was great uncertainty in those days. Why was Peter going back to his old occupation? The book of Acts presents us early on with the Pentecost event. It was a harvest festival. It was a time of joy amid new seasons in life. At this Pentecost in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit is given, and God's people begin proclaiming in different languages the work and saving hope of our Savior. The Holy Spirit was the one thing they needed. In Acts, the Holy Spirit causes wonder and amazement. The Holy Spirit brings conversion throughout the preaching of the apostles. Peter goes in a very short time from his old trade of fishing to preaching and bringing conversion to a multitude. The difference was the gift of the Holy Spirit. Today, we celebrate this great feast. Now we turn to new seasons in the church's life of grace. We trust in the Lord's work, and we go forth in our lives serving, loving, tithing, and witnessing. As with most things concerning the faith, our struggle is with how we fit into the Lord's season of growth. What is God's will for us? How will God bless the church's mission going forward? When it comes to the church's work, the Holy Spirit speaks up for himself. When the Holy Spirit is breathed into our lives, he often hinders the plans that people make. Things tend to go differently than we would suppose. For example... The Lord draws in and makes use of unsuspecting people. He does his best work with those who are weak, and we are often refashioned and surprised by the way the Lord does things. The book of Acts provides example after example of the Holy Spirit's movements. One of the central acts in the book concerns St. Paul. So central to the book is Paul's conversion that it is told three times. Rounding up Christians, he came face to face with Jesus on the Damascus Road, and he would go on to write the majority of the New Testament. His life and apostolic ministry would become a vibrant painting of the evidence of Pentecost in Acts 2. St. Paul would then spend much of his time planting churches in Asia Minor around the Mediterranean Sea. Paul's life was a life filled with struggle, learning, and blessing. He would go into cities preaching, only to leave quickly and sometimes in the dark of night. He would learn different things than he had supposed he would learn. He would learn how to bear the mark of the Holy Spirit in view of the cross. The greatest mark of St. Paul's apostolic work was in planting churches through his own mission work and writing epistles to those churches. Near the end of his life, and while in prison, Paul wrote 2 Timothy. In the opening chapter, 
Paul makes a quick statement without belaboring the point. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me. If we measure Paul's success by worldly standards, we may say that St. Paul failed. But the Holy Spirit has his own mysterious ways and movements from one season of grace to another. It must have brought pain to Paul. But while we tend to focus on those attributes of the Holy Spirit, such as power, wonder, amazement, and conversion, Jesus reveals for us a most wonderful attribute of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14, that of comforter. The Holy Spirit is often referred to as the Holy Paraclete. Paraclete means comforter. The Church finds comfort in that, particularly in human weakness, the Lord loves and cares for us through the blood of Christ. When we fail, the Lord absolves, shapes, and then makes us new and different. When the Church had read Paul's words in 2 Timothy, it likely caused concern. What would happen to those churches? What about all that mission work? We know from Scripture and then church history that while the churches in Asia Minor may not have fully embraced Paul, the Lord would later send St. John the Evangelist. As you know, John was the only one of the twelve disciples who was not martyred but lived to be an old bishop. After his exile on the island of Patmos, John went to Ephesus where Paul had done so much missionary work. It was a new season of the Holy Spirit's work in the church. It would be St. John, not St. Paul, who would become the patron saint in those areas. In all of this, we see the seasons of the Lord's work. This provides the mark of the Holy Spirit's work to encourage and comfort in the midst of life's travails. And so it is for you. Jesus absolves and gives hope, and then you have a part to play in the church's mission. You pass through the waters of holy baptism, receiving the Holy Spirit, because of past seasons of the church's mission. Today, the Lord teaches you through seasons of struggle and seasons of peace for the purpose he has planned. The Lord brings comfort to your lives so that you may not be discouraged by the world and by sin. Instead, Our Lord of love and mercy will continue to bring hope to you and to the lives of others through the gospel. Young Christians today, as they come forward, begin a new season. As we continue on in a life of prayer and humble service, we all keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. As we listen to the Lord's teachings, we pray. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator blessed. 
and we watch the Lord's mercy unfold in the world and in our lives. He saves us, and in making us new, provides the way forward that others may enter the eternal embrace of the Savior of the nations. In the holy name of Jesus, 